The Beginner's Guide to Let's Survival go. Communication. Hey. Oh. Everything you need to know Let's if go. the grid is down oh. and you're trying to talk. Hey, this is James from survivalpunk.com. Back with an episode. Uh, hopefully the audio is better in this episode. I'm working on that. Um, my good old microphone that I had for podcasting needs a new cord. So... I'm getting one. And we will uh we will not we will not do a lot of banter. Also, there's no there's gonna be no video this week. Uh we're doing it basically I'm gonna go back to the videos, uh, but I'm in a bit of a time crunch this week and I would rather get the episode out than uh have any more delays. And it's a pain in the ass, really, to, uh, with, you know, I live, I live not where the best internet is at. So doing the YouTube live and then extracting the audio from that and then downloading it, uh, takes a lot of time on my shitty internet. So, uh, that's an off-grid communications. Like, I'll be so happy when better internet comes to my area. So... You know, that's that's my that's my hope here. So off grid communications. <clears throat> uh, hold on, do we have a? Yeah, off grid communications. So this is what we're going to talk about this week. Let's pull it up. The beginner's guide to survival communications. I have a couple ideas. Uh, this is not going to be an in depth thing uh, by any means. So uh, it's going to be talking about. Some of the communication methods you could use. I'm not gonna. I <laughs> I seriously debated putting on things like um, smoke signals. That you know, it, it's there. Um, it, yeah, you could do it, uh, but it's not gonna go in this episode. Uh, and one of them, after doing some bit research, I'm gonna talk about it. Um, I'm gonna talk about some alternatives, but then you can take what you want from that. So let's get right into it and let's get going. The number one thing on the list for off-grid communication is your cell phone. Uh, and we, we know that they're unreliable. Uh, my phone doesn't get service really at my own house. Part of my internet woes out here. And I'm just basically waiting for them to upgrade a tower so I can get some service. It's getting a bit better it was a complete dead zone, and now it's, now I can get, like, uh, the power went out yesterday for about an hour and a half, and my wife was able to send me a message, she's able to message me from, like, the porch of the house, so, it's getting better, uh, but it's still not, like, perfect, so, the phone, it, I mean, it's the easiest, simplest, should be, like, your number one solution, if, Obviously, like yesterday, the power went out. My wife was able to message me. Uh, she did it over Facebook Messenger. So, I don't know. Like, she had, like, barely one bar. Maybe she could have... Um, maybe she could have called. I kind of doubt... So... The less bars you have, the more unreliable your voice communication is going to be. Uh, and I wouldn't even bother with it. Um, the power goes out, the cell phone networks get congested. I would not even bother trying to make phone calls. At that point, your best bet is to send a text message. 
and it will go through as soon as it can. It will, like a rat in a maze, try to find a way to get to your recipient. So, and it's going to, it's really going to tie up the lines a lot less. So you got a bunch of people freaking out, trying to make phone calls in a disaster. It's going to clog down the network. Um, man, what was that? Years ago, a politician was talking about the internet like tubes and getting the tubes congested. That was hilarious. If you've seen that, um, I'm not even going to attempt to put that in the show notes. Uh, just go look for it. Look for like politician internet tubes or some shit. Hilarious. So don't, don't even add to the congestion. Um, send text messages to all the people you need to get in contact with. You know, hey, this is what's going on. I'm fine. I'm safe. You know, don't call. Um, and you probably should work better. Uh, definitely will work better. Not even probably. So, number one, have a phone. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do with the phone through, like, alternative messaging things, through uh, some stuff we'll talk about later. But just your standard text message uh, or your, you know, your whatever messaging app you're using. Um, but I think text message would be the most reliable if there's no, sometimes you'll have phone service, but no data service. Uh, if you're trying to send like, you know, uh, messages through the internet, it's probably not going to work, but if you're sending it over the cellular network, it may work or the other way around. Uh, sometimes you'll have data, but no voice depending on like other stuff. So, there's that. Uh, and you know what? I've done this before. Um, the power outage took out the power, but not like the internet infrastructure. So if you have backup power to power the things that give you your internet. So like say your your router and your modem, you still have the internet. I've done that before. Uh, usually when these things go out, like yesterday, if my wife had hooked up backup power, she would have been able to still communicate like normal. So, um, you know what? And I, at some point I need to rebuild my backup power solution because everything in it broke. Uh, that's, that's a whole like horse of a different issue. Like, um, the battery went bad, my Marine cycle battery. So it got iffy for a while and wasn't being charged. So the battery died, but then also the inverter died and the trickle charger, everything died in it. So I need to rebuild it. Uh, next up, super simple, super easy. Get you one. It's just a mirror. Uh, and I really want to tag like mirror and whistle together as one thing, mirror whistle. You know, it, is it? It's not high tech. It's not, it's not like flashy high end, but you know, you're hiking and you're trying to signal someone you can't really like, unless you're catch to a mic, you can't just yell for hours. You can't do it. So having a signal mirror you can just flash someone, get their attention. They're like, Oh, um, James is over there. Okay, fine. Uh, whistle like those star scream whistles, super loud. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to actually put links to those. Um, start scream whistle mirror uh, solar flash something like that 
anyway, um, having those, they're small, they're lightweight, they don't take up any room, you should have them. I, I mean, um, it, you know, you're not going to communicate long distance. I mean, some of the, the, the whistle and the mirror both can get pretty darn far. So, um, definitely have them. They're worth having walkie talkies. And with walkie talkies, I'm going to, I'm going to also like the walkie talkies and then the higher end GM RS radios. Um, both of those have them, um, you know, like just, and like I said before, like you'll see some of the ones at the store, they're like, Oh, six mile radius. Bullshit. Bullshit. Um, unless, unless you're like a radio nerd, like top in radio freaking nerd. And you're in like the ideal circumstances and you've optimized everything. You're not going to get six miles. You're just not going to do it. Like, um, freak accidents can happen. Um, but really I, I would look for like, you know, a mile, you know, like around your property. That's what they're good for. Um, they're not. I, so I worked at a store one time. Uh, I've been in retail most of my life as my day job until I get a thousand, a thousand of you guys to join the survival punk army and some, some, uh, some sponsors. But anyway, been in retail most of my life. I, I know the industry pretty well. I worked at a store and they opened a sister store, a uh, different kind of like sister store, same, same kind of, same company, different kind of store, um, down the street. And well, I no longer worked there. Uh, I worked at a Walmart and they opened a Sam's club down the street and they use basically the same radios, maybe on a different frequency, but this within like basically this like one up or one down frequency okay so there's a lot of times when they opened that sand club we would hear them talking on our walkies and you know it was like it was probably a couple miles down the street you know it was like two traffic lights down so not like crazy far you could walk to it pretty easy uh in like say i don't know 15 minutes if you're walking pretty good you know <laughs> But we'd hear their radios. They couldn't. They couldn't hear us, and we couldn't like talk to each other. But every once in a while, like one of their one of their, you know, talks would like come across our walkies, uh, which was weird. So they do go pretty far, and those were, those were the GMRS ones, the uh, MERS. Those were MERS radios. Um, they they can go pretty far, but plan on them like just kind of going around like your area, like you're, you're, you know, you, you leave a base station at home and you're, you're walking your property and you have something to communicate with your wife with. It's probably more like out here. Like I couldn't use a cell phone, but using, using our radios, I could talk to my wife and let her know, Oh, I'm still fine. Uh, Oh, I, I hurt my leg, whatever, you know? So the walkies are, are great for like, for property communication. That's, that's what they're good for. You're not talking far off of it. And, you know, another good thing would be, so grid down, collapse, uh, disaster, 
And you and your neighborhood have walkies. Uh, even the MERS or even some of the cheapo, like, just family radios. That's pretty good. Like, you could probably talk to most of your neighborhood, uh, sub- especially, like, in a suburban area. You really could talk to everybody. Here in the country, like, I mean, my road is long and winding. And, like, we could communicate with, like, a portion of it. But the houses are pretty far apart. Like, uh, we could probably get, like, maybe a five-house radius uh, because the house is so... The guy across the street lives, like, super up on a hill. Like, I, I don't even know what his house looks like. His driveway is so high up and off into the woods. Uh, we probably couldn't talk to him. We It would be nice to um, because, man, he could be picking off people up there in, uh, up in those hills. But... Um, it, you guys are like your suburban area and gotta hope, I hope not a lot of you guys are like in the city. Um, like if you had like a high comp, like uh, a high apartment complex, you could probably talk to the whole complex. I mean, probably. Um, so that's, that's where the walkie talkies come in handy. Uh, great for like local, local communication, not super secure. Uh, you know, cause a lot of these frequencies, everyone has them. Everyone can get them. They're not high tech, so you might want to you might want to think about some encryption, some like codes to basically consider your communication is going to be compromised if it's that bad of a situation. Uh, if it's just like you know the trees are down, or you're just you and your wife or whatever, like don't give out like credit card numbers, but. I, most of the time, it's probably fine. Um, ham radios. Next step up. Disclaimer, I'm by no means an, a ham radio expert. Also, I've never bothered to get my license. I know some of you guys are screaming at me right now. Um, you only have so much time and money in life. And I have a ham radio. I have a... I should have brought it out here with me. I have a Baofeng... The like twenty dollar one. I think I got it on a Black Friday sale. It was too good not to get. Um, the UV five R maybe the UV something. I have I have the. If you know what the cheap Baofeng is, that's the one I've got. Uh, and I really would like to upgrade the antenna because it's crap, and I barely pick up anything out here. Uh, there are certain like, I can get the the weather radios on it. So uh, and I can occasionally pick up some other stuff. I've programmed it to have my work walkie-talkie frequency in it, so I can communicate that way as well uh, as an extra, as an extra like on the MERS frequency, which I feel so. Technically, it's overpowered to be on the MERS frequency, but you know, is the are the freaking Nazi Gestapo really drive around looking for people talking like the few times I've done it. I'm not super worried about it. I'm just not. Um, so ham radios <clears throat> to really talk and utilize them. You need a license unless the collapse has happened. Um, the, the absolute, like the shit has hit the fan. I'm not, I'm not really thinking that the, um, the feds are coming for you. And I, you know what? I can't think of their dumb name. Who who does the the federal communication? The FCC. 
yes, the FCC, they're not coming for you. Um, I mean, I, I listened to an audio book. Um, I've listened to a lot of audio books. They, they did send the feds after the preppers in that book that were using ham radios to try to find them. You know, maybe, may, I, you know, that's a thing to consider. Like you're, if you're the ham guy, you probably know and can do some tricks about it. Um, and, and if the government is still functioning enough that they can, okay, so this is it. If the government has enough power and funding and resources, they can absolutely, absolutely find you on your ham radio and drop bombs on you. No doubt about it. No, it's not even, they, they absolutely find you unless you're like that genius radio dude. Um, and even then, like, just, just know, like, it probably could find you. Uh, you just gotta be smart and, uh, and know your stuff. But, you know, like, that's, that's like 1% of the one. I'm not even super worried about that. Uh, most of your ham radioing would be to get information, uh, to listen and to communicate. So, you know, for like, for, for like local kind of disasters, like hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, um, getting information, even if you're not talking, find the chatter on there and, and see what's going on. And, you know, I, I'd be weary about going online. You know, I'd be weary about hitting the talk button, but um, there's circumstances where I could admit it. And, and I know everyone's going, James, just get your ham license. Yeah, I'm probably not. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm probably just not going to ever do it. Um, so there's that. Um, and, and, like, I know some people are, like, paranoid about registering their ham things. Like... It's not a paranoid thing. It's like, I just don't have the time. I, I just don't like, I don't care. That's like, I'll listen and I know how to use my ham radio. And if I need to during the shit hit the fan, I will use it. Um, but I'm, I don't care enough. Like, I don't care enough. Um, next up is CB radios. This I super can't talk on a whole lot. I, uh... I don't, I, I've never really used a ham radio. I've only had like the briefest exposure to them. Um, they are a method of communications. It, it is, you know, like it could be a next level up from like your, not could be, it is a next level up from like your walkie talkies and whatnot, uh, and a step down from your ham radios. So if you're trying to have like true, you know, neighborhood communication, something like, Something like a ham radio would, not a ham radio, a CB radio, that could do the trick. Uh, you could definitely cover, you know, pretty good sized neighborhoods, maybe even like a block of neighborhoods with the CB radio. Um, and if you're, if you've got like a radio dude, he could definitely hook up uh, several, several like blocks to be able to talk. And probably even with like repeaters and stuff, you could like cover one of these country um, areas, like. Maybe you do a small town, uh, and if you're a CB dude, drop a drop comments on the Survival Punk blog. Comment somewhere. Let us let us know. Uh, email me jamesurvivalpunk.com. But I'm not a CB dude. Um, time and money again. Like I just haven't got into it. I have my other forms of communication, um, and that's that. So CB radios definitely something to look at. Um, you know and, and 
if I had the time and money, like that, that'd be something to set up. That would, you know, you could get a larger area of communication with that. Once again, not necessarily the securest. Um, you know, like there are a lot of CB radios out there. A lot of people have them. So, and there's only so many signals there. Not so many signals. There's only so many channels. There's things you can do. There's some sketchy things that the FCC would be pissed about. Um, but you can do them anyway. And especially if like shit hit the fan, there's some other stuff you can do. Your mileage may vary. Look into that. You know it if you know it. And I don't. Um, next up are mesh networks. I'm going through this list pretty quick. Uh, mesh networks. If you don't know, and I've played with mesh networks, so I have a bit more experience than I do, say, with CB radios. Mesh network. A mesh network is a network in which devices or nodes are linked together, branching off of other devices or nodes. A mesh network is a network in which devices or nodes are linked together, branching off of other nodes. These networks are set up to efficiently route data between devices and clients. They help organizations provide a consistent connection throughout a physical space. Mesh network topographies create multiple routes for information to travel among connected nodes. This approach increases the resiliency of a network in case of a node or connection failure. Larger mesh networks may include multiple routers, switches, or other devices which operate as nodes. A mesh network can include hundreds of wireless mesh nodes, which allows it to span a large area. Full mesh versus partial... Uh, anyway, so you can find out more about it. It's basically a wireless local area network. Uh, it looks like some of these may actually be creating like wide area networks. Uh, WANs. WAN. Um, but I've done this before. Like I ran a mesh network off of, so there's an app on the phone to create a mesh network. It disconnects you from your Wi-Fi, your cellular network, creates a Wi-Fi mesh network with your phone signal. Um, and I made a phone call and, and or text messages with each other. So like the, depending on your nodes depends on your like you know, distance. Like if you had, if you, if you set up a cell phone with like a solar charger in a waterproof box on a tree and set that up to be a node, you know, you could put these nodes all over your property and have your own private network phone service basically on your property or your neighborhood or whatever. Um, you know, or maybe not, maybe you're not using, obviously, maybe you're not using a cell phone, but you, you've set up some kind of like router or Peter that basically broadcasts your mesh network. So you're able to connect to that mesh network. Uh, some of you non-technical people are like, what are you talking about? So <clears throat> use your, your router to create your mesh network to connect to, and you can make calls to other people using that are on your mesh network. Um, there are a lot of good reasons for this. Once, like the art, like the little piece that I read about redundancy and resiliency. So, the more things you have on your network, the more nodes you have on your network, the more resilient it is. It'll take whatever path it needs to to get your message to the recipient. So, you know, obviously, if you if you have like two nodes on your network, your resiliency is pretty much shit. I mean, obviously, um, the time that I did it, it, it worked super well. 
and, and was not hard to set up. Basically, I just downloaded the Mesh app on my phone. Uh, my buddy downloaded the Mesh net, the app on his phone, and I don't know the name of it. Uh, this has been like several years ago. You connect to it, so and when you do it, it disconnects you from your typical service. So you're not going to get phone calls while you're on the Mesh network because you're not on your phone's network. Get it? Um, but at the time, the location we're at had absolutely no service anyway, so it didn't matter. Um, we were we were like so far off the grid um, that nothing was coming through. So we connected to the mesh network, and basically the network was created by the Wi-Fi being broadcast from our two phones. And we got, I mean, to be honest, we didn't get super far. Like, we could have yelled at each other at the top of our lungs, um, but, uh, you know, obviously yelling is not very private. Um, but, you know, we had really good service for, I don't know, several hundred feet. Not great. Um, if we if we'd put in like more nodes, we could have extended that. I mean, obviously indefinitely. Uh, if you have more nodes that are broadcasting your signal and and increasing your redundancy, then yeah. And you know, with like, I'm sh- I, I'm sure you can go get like just a piece of crap, you know, router from the Goodwill for like two bucks an old, like, uh, Linksys router, install the necessary software on there, have that as your repeater, and just set it up. Like, you know, like, say you're in a neighborhood, you just set that up in someone's house. You have, I mean, how much power does does that need? Like, next to nothing. And you have more of these, and everyone in your neighborhood can run that. So the grid goes out. There's no, there's no cell phone service to have. Everyone just switches over to your mesh network with your like encryption on the mesh network. And I mean, how many people listening know what a mesh network is or have ever heard of it before? Some of you guys are switched on, so you probably have heard of it, but not a lot of people. You know, I could say mesh network to my wife or Mike and they would be like, what's a mesh network? Is that, is that like cheesecloth? Is that strain stuff? No, no one knows what a mesh network is. Uh, and they're even becoming like increasingly more popular. So, um, so it's kind of like BitTorrent for like networking, talking and stuff. Anyway, uh, man, I bet someone's doing something clever with, with mesh networks and, and uh, Bitcoin. And if they are, let me know. Email me. I bet that's neat. Anyway, so you run that in your like neighborhood. Like everyone runs it on their phone. Like they switch over from their now defunct cell phone service to um, survival mesh 2.0 or whatever, whatever you're running and everyone that has it on their phone and puts it on their like routers and their other connected devices and like old broken cell phones, you know, like the, that you know, everyone has a cell phone laying around or two. Um, you do those, you keep them charged, you put them around, you create tons of nodes. So you're making a phone call and it's going off of like, Mike's uh, node network and go into Serenity's node network and bouncing off Skylar's node network and getting to me and, you know, me and you are talking and it's bouncing off of all these nodes. So super resilient. Um, security through the roof. One, you have to know what a mesh network is. You have to be able to connect to our mesh network and 
most of the mesh networks have encryption options. So they let you text and talk very resiliently. Um, so if you haven't looked into mesh networks, and I'm, I'll probably revisit again. Um, I, I think mesh networks are definitely a way to go. Uh, definitely something to look into. Um, back, I went super long on mesh networks. Sorry, uh, but this will probably be a short episode anyway. Um, next up I have down GoTenant. And GoTenant, I think, runs off of a, a large area mesh network. Um, I tried looking. I don't know if people still even care about GoTenant. I first heard about it, I don't know, seven years ago or something. Uh, and it seemed like a cool technology. You can, like, send text messages off the grid anywhere in the world. And there's that. When looking it up, I found a bunch of new services that do about the same thing. Most of them have... Um, high cost and, you know, monthly fees. So, uh, I'll have a link to go Tenna if I can even find it, if they're still around, uh, or maybe one of the new competitors. Uh, but maybe you can just set up your own mesh network and avoid doing that altogether. Next up, shortwave radios. You should have one. You should have, you should have one. Um, I have uh, maybe a few. Um, they, so you're going to get some, like, it's, it's a radio. Uh, you'll get like the weather and stuff like the weather radios have that. A lot of the weather radios have like more than just the weather station, but like shortwave communication. Um, they're good for a power out. You can hear about, you know, the weather, you can hear about disasters. You can hear about stuff like that. Important news, uh, radio stations to just listen to music if they're up. So, uh, and a lot of like mine Mine was, um, is, mine is a Red Cross, like, hand crank. It has batteries, it has solar, um, you know, and I've used it, I've used it just, you know, when I was building my, uh, tiny house, I put it in the window and let the sunlight go on it and listen to the radio, so they, they have a lot more uses than just, like, this shit has hit the fan, um, they have a lot of uses, so definitely, if you don't have a shortwave radio, get you on, uh, they're good to have. Satellite radio. Another thing I do not have any experience with whatsoever, but they're out there and you could use them. So basically, you know, you're, you're super off grid. Um, you can pay like they're expensive and there's usually a monthly fee and you can either, there's a Garmin one that lets you just send text messages. Uh, they have ones you can make phone calls with. If you got the money, probably not a bad idea. Um, is it going to work really well? Like, say, actual, like, collapse? I don't know. Um, it, what I... If you do a lot of stuff where there's no cell phone service and you could... You could need help, I think they would be a good investment. Uh, if you're doing a lot of like mountain wilderness, like, you know, hiking and stuff. And, and, uh, if you're hunting like deep in the woods and stuff, maybe not the, maybe not the worst idea ever. Uh, if you've got the money, um, I only got one thing left. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, lastly is, so another way to have sort of communications for like, say an LPOP, uh, listening post observation post, you know, for grid down stuff and something that me and Mike have talked about putting in here on the, uh, survival punk homestead. Um, 
is what you can do is you can take a landline phone and with like say a D battery, if you want to make it ring or whatnot, and to, to power the line, you just basically have like two endpoint communications, a lot like the old military phones. So you just run your line, and if you splice in, say a nine volt battery, did I say D? I meant nine volt. You splice in a nine volt battery to your power line, you're able to like, and you can even make it ring um, or just run it. So you pick up your phone and you're able to just, you just talk. Um, making it ring is a bit more difficult, um, but if you just power the line and you could, you could do solar or something, but nine volts are pretty cheap. They can be. Um, or, or a bigger battery, but a nine volt will work. <clears throat> you, you can power your communication where, um, you're not like it's one, it is secure. You would have to tap in. You'd have to physically tap into the line to get the communication. Like if you had a lineman's tool and maybe you want to have a lineman tool, you'd have to clip onto the wire to intercept the communication. Um, there's no encryption, but you physically have to clip into the wire. If you're at the, if you're at the, if you're at the observation post and you see someone clipping into the wire, they're probably a bad guy. <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, I, I definitely think, you know, for off grid communication between like points like that, I think that the, what I'm calling the phone trick, the landline trick it's definitely the way to go. Um, you can get, I mean, it's cheap. It's easy. Um, you can go to the Goodwill again, pick up some old used phones, uh, get some, is it RJ45 wire? Get over the, the telephone wire, run that, get you some batteries. Like that's an easy, like maybe whole weekend project. Um, and then you're done with that. So definitely something to look into. I, I really think, you know, something like that, like some preppers kind of like Red Dawn overthink their uh, shit hit the fan scenarios where like they're going to Patriots like have LPOPs and, and whatnot and be taking out Marauders. Y you know, there's a lot of bumbling buffoons that you can you can definitely defend yourself from if if an evil ex military group comes through and decides to wipe you out they're gonna wipe you out uh, i mean but there's a lot of incompetent idiots so having this stuff make sense just know that like unless you're a billionaire you're not going to be able to set up all the stuff you're going to need to protect from like trained mercenaries or armies like there's, there's such, there's stuff you can do. Um, obviously like the Taliban was doing some damage, you know, in like shithole backworld country doing shit. So there's that, but, uh, I definitely think it's worth having these things like the listening post, the observation post. Um, cause it'll, it'll help you in most situations. Uh, and maybe if you see like a trained mercenary group or an army coming, you just hightail it out of there. And, and you have the listening post to be like, hey guys, we need to fucking go. <clears throat> and that's all I got for this week, guys. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. So today's sponsor is Top Extracts. 
for all your Kratom needs. My wife highly loves them. They are a good company to go through. Links can be found on SorrelPunk.com. If you haven't done it, leave me a review on iTunes or um, what's the other app that does it? Uh, Stitcher. Email me, james at SorrelPunk.com, with your address, with your with your address, your physical address, and I will mail you a sticker. So leave me a review, get a sticker. That's it. DIY to survive, you guys. You guys.